This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, December 12th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. We're going to get into, you know, a little bit about the Arkansas State game. Um, we're not, we don't need to dissect that again um, too much, but um, kind of we'll push it forward. What it kind of means for the Buckeyes going forward. We'll look ahead to this week's opponent, Toledo, who's expected to win the MAC this year, according to Phil Steele. Um, and I, I put a lot of validity into, into what Phil Steele says. If he says Toledo is the best team in the MAC, it's a good chance they are. Um, and we're just going to, you know, talk about individual players, kind of how we feel about this team two games in. I'll field questions from you guys. Um, some things I jotted down. I mean, let's start with uh, true freshman Caden Curry. Um, this is a guy I think um, needs to be on the two deep. And I don't think that's, you know, I don't think I'm jumping ahead of myself here. I, I'm not saying he needs to start. I'm not saying he needs to necessarily be like the third uh, DN, but he, I think he should be the number four DN on this team, um, you know, behind JT Tuma Lalau, who we'll talk about more, and Jack Sawyer, and then Zach Harrison. You know, Zach Harrison's not putting up big stats yet, but I still think he's playing solid. I think Caden Curry could be that number four DN. I love what I see out of him as a true freshman. Looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Um, so absolutely love that. Um, so... Well, I'm going to talk about a few things. I'm going to get to some questions here. We have a question about Denzel Burke. We're going to get all the questions here. Um, so, yeah, Caden Curry was really impressed by that. The other true freshman that got some, you know, his first extended playing time, um, Dallin Hayden. That was great to see that. I thought he looked good um, running the ball and catching the ball as the third string running back. Um, hopefully you don't, you know, Buckeyes won't need him uh, to run the ball too much this year, but uh Gotta love the one-two punch with uh, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams. I absolutely love it. Um, other than Archie Griffin and Pete Johnson, uh, I think it might be the best uh, tandem, running back tandem in Ohio State history. I mean, and I don't say that lightly. Beanie Wells and Antonio Pittman in 2006. Now, if that was peak Beanie Wells and peak Antonio Pittman, I might feel different. But Beanie was a true freshman that year, even if he was really good. Uh, Beanie as a true freshman wasn't as good as he was as a sophomore and junior. Pittman was really good that year. I get the feeling uh, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams are almost you know, kind of at their peak right now. Not peak like they can't get better, but um, Beanie got a lot better is my in, in my opinion. We've seen some other ones too, Michael Wiley, Joe Montgomery. There's been many others, um, but uh, but yeah, I love uh, 
I love this running back tandem with uh, Trey and mine. But it was good seeing Dallin Hayden get out there and show that he can be, you know, a solid third string running back just in case they need it. Um, yeah, we have a commenter saying that Hayden looked good. Yeah, I mean, Caden Curry was the first one I wanted to mention. He's the guy that I think needs to be on the two deep. Uh, and again, I'm not saying he need, has to play a ton, but Caden Curry, and, and it's not just what I what I saw this few plays against Arkansas State, who's going to be the easiest team on Ohio State's schedule. Caden Curry looked really good to me in the spring as well. Um, and I think the coaches would concur since I think he was the first one to get their, his black stripe taken off. And Jim Knowles has been talking him up since spring. So Caden Curry's maybe that one true freshman who's going to you know crack the two deep. Last year we saw a ton of true freshman play, the most we've ever seen that I can remember. And good news is I like this freshman class this year, but the Buckeyes are veteran enough that they don't need true freshmen to play key roles this year. But Caden Curry's a guy um, that I think can really step up and um, – you know, have a not, not a huge role, but a, a certainly a a consistent role in this team on the two deep. Would like to see that happen. Um, JT Tumaloal looks great to me. Um, I thought he looked like the number one recruit in the country. You know, the other day, I thought that's you know all all the hype coming in, and he played well last year as a true freshman. He got there like a week before camp began. For a true freshman, it's really tough to even see the field, and he he played well as a true freshman. You can see JTT. Uh, I know it's not technically JTT, but even Ryan Day calls him JTT. So if it's a, good enough for Ryan Day, it's good enough for me. It's kind of a nickname on top of a nickname, uh, JTT. We can see him developing into a star right before our eyes. Um, Denzel Burke had a terrible game. I'm sure you guys are, are some questions about that. We'll get into that. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigman, Julian Fleming. Wolf. Well, I almost said we'll find out tomorrow at Ryan Day's press conference. We probably won't. Why, why would he tip his, his, his hand? While Toledo, you're going to say they're from the MAC, they're they're going to be better than Arkansas State, and Arkansas State came ready to play. This is a good Toledo team for a MAC team. Ohio State's going to be fine. Ohio State's favored by 31. They were favored by 44 over Arkansas State. Um, again, Toledo picked to win the MAC. Ryan Day's not going to really tell us anything about Jackson Smith and Jigger, Julian Fleming. He's probably going to say they're doing, you know, they're they're progressing, but we'll see how they are. We'll see what the medical staff says. We'll see how they do in practice. And they'll probably be game time decisions on uh, when they do the status report on Saturday before the game. Um, and then my guess is even if they could play, they won't. They'll hold them out for the Wisconsin game next week. By the way, that Wisconsin game is not looking like a as a as big of a game as I thought it was going to be after Wisconsin goes down to a bad uh, Washington State team at home, seventeen to fourteen. Yuck! What a crazy week of college football. All right. Let's get to some of your questions here. Um, all right, the first one. Is Minnesota not getting enough love? Um, is the Big Ten West the strongest division in America? Uh, I'll take the last question first. The Big Ten West might be one of the weakest in America. I think you might have said that tongue-in-cheek. But is Minnesota not getting enough uh, ranking love? Um, they are not. They are my pick to win the West. I really like what I see out of them. They have a sixth-year senior quarterback who's good. He's played a ton of football there in Tanner Morgan. He's been good previously at Minnesota. Now as a six-year senior, he looks really good. We know about Ibrahim, the running back, who was tearing up Ohio State in the opener last year before he got hurt. He's back as a fifth-year senior. They got a good O-line. P.J. Flex done a good job there, and they, they look to me to be the best team in the West. Now, they have to go to Madison, but – Washington State didn't think that was a problem, but Wisconsin that'll, that'll probably be the big the de facto West big uh, the West championship game is uh, Minnesota at Wisconsin, unless 
Now, see, that's the thing that even though Wisconsin lost to uh, Washington State, that won't hurt them in the Big Ten. But the big thing with Wisconsin is they just look – they don't look – they look bad. They look bad. They look like a better version of Iowa. And Iowa is just it's just absolutely dreadful. They have maybe the worst offense of any like Power 5 school in college football. All right. Charles from Facebook, is Denzel Burke banged up? I don't think so. Here, I, I'm not going to say it was because he was banged up. He just had a dreadful performance. I will say this, though. While he could not have played any worse, it was a clinic on what not to do as a corner. Um, I think he was out there thinking, this is Arkansas State. This is my chance to like get pick sixes. And He just looked way over aggressive to me, uh, getting beat on double moves, just – you know, and then things that had nothing to do with trying to make a, a big play, just, you know, boneheaded stuff too. penalties, um, not looking for the ball, just guessing when the ball is coming. It's one thing that when the wide, wide receiver goes, if, if you don't think you can get your head turned around to the way for the wide receiver to see his hands go up and then to punch through it, you can't just guess and just jump into the wide receiver like he like Denzel Burke did. Like I said, he he was an equal opportunity offender. He was bad. He was bad tackling. He was bad in coverage. Uh, he had a terrible penalty. I mean, you know, I'm sure he had a lot of fun sitting next to Tim Walton, who Tim Walton will tell you what he's thinking uh, watching that film. Goodness gracious. But I'll say this. I know what I saw last year at Denzel Burke, and I, I like his tenacity. He just needs to just tone down the overaggressiveness. He's a talented kid. Um, he's tough. Um, he's fast, you know, very athletic. He's got what it takes. He just had a terrible game. Now, if this becomes a pattern, different story. Jordan Hancock's banged up right now. As I wrote about this morning on Bucknuts and, and what we learned, um, if Jordan Hancock was healthy, you, you got to wonder if they would have put him in there and benched um, Denzel Burke. J.K. Johnson's getting some run there, too. I think he looks solid. But Jordan Hancock, to me, is going to be that number three corner once he gets back. And if Burke keeps this up, if Jordan Hancock can get healthy, Jordan Hancock could eventually uh, be in there over Denzel Burke. No, I think Burke's going to be okay again. But if he does this again, that becomes, to me, two games is a pattern in football. You get 12, We're already at one-sixth of the way through the regular season. I know that sounds weird, but we are one-sixth of the way through the regular season already. Football seasons move fast, especially college football seasons. Um, two games becomes a pattern to me. Alex, YouTube, has Lathan become the best tackler so far? I feel like I have not seen him miss one. I agree with that. I do think Lathan Ransom has been the best tackler so far. I don't think he has missed a tackle. I love the way he plays. As Jim Knowles likes to say, he just – Lathan just goes. He's just, he just goes. He's got that fast trigger. He just goes. Love it. Love what I'm seeing out of Lathan Ransom. Um. Okay, some more, yeah, you know, some more Denzel Burke. Yeah, I hear you, Tom, on uh, YouTube. My concern is Burke getting beat too often. Yeah, I think everybody's in that same boat right now. I think everybody, okay. Ed on YouTube, why isn't a freshman wide receiver playing? The walk-on story is cute, but, well, I'm saying, first of all, Xavier Johnson's not a walk-on any longer. He's a fifth-year senior. He's on scholarship, former walk-on. So I hear what you're saying. Not trying to play semantics. I just wanted to point that out. Here's the big thing, though. It's not about him being on scholarship and him being a former walk-on. Here's the thing, and I'm not joking with you. The reason Xavier Johnson's playing ahead of guys like Keon Grays and the rest of those guys, and I like Keon Grays. He's the one of the four freshman wide receivers who enrolled early. You got Kojo Antwi, you got uh, you know, Caleb Brown, you got uh, 
Caleb Burton. Um, the reason Xavier Johnson's playing ahead of all four of those guys is because he's better than them right now. Does that mean that, that those other four guys aren't more talented than him and won't have better careers? No. They're true freshmen. Again, all, all but uh, one of them got here in June. Xavier Johnson's a good player. Trust me. Trust me on this. Um, already has five receptions. Huge in the Notre Dame game. Xavier Johnson's just better than those guys right now. So just give him his props. <laughs> Sean on uh, Facebook says, Ohio State broke Notre Dame. It sure looked like that, didn't it? Now, you got to give Marshall some credit, but wow. Wow. So much for us all rooting for um, Notre Dame to do well, huh? I mean, we still are, but ain't going to happen. You look at their schedule, it's like, oh, they're – they're going to lose to BYU and Clemson and USC. And there's another one on there that I thought they're probably going to lose. North Carol at North Carolina. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't even know if they're going to be six and six. And if you get on the Notre Dame 24 seven sports board, I mean, it's gone. From, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. It's gone from Marcus Freeman is our savior two weeks ago to Marcus Freeman is the worst coach ever. And when are we going to fire him? I'm not even joking. Now, most of their fans are actually saying he, he's going to get another year, but they're, they're not happy. The one who's getting the most heat uh, is, is Tommy Reese. They all want him out, offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. But the Notre Dame 24-7 board right now, if you like schadenfreude, you can hop on there after the show's over and read the Notre Dame message board because they're reacting as you might think the fans would they're probably reacting even better than Ohio State fans would react. I mean, can you imagine if Ryan Day had started his career out 0 and 3 and in this fashion losing to Marshall, blowing a 28 to 7 lead in the bowl game? My god, so far Notre Dame's claim to fame is they came in with a good game plan and led Ohio State at halftime and then you know, Ohio State steamrolled them in the second, not steamrolled them, but Ohio State controlled the second half 14 to nothing, dominated the total yards. Notre Dame looks like a train wreck. Tom on YouTube, Hayden looks good too. Yeah, I agree. I, I mentioned that earlier for those that missed it. I like what I saw to Dallin Hayden. The, the true freshman that really jumped out was Caden Curry, but I liked Dallin Hayden for sure. Um, yep, we got a basically a comment here, Jeremiah, on YouTube. Um, Buckeyes will need JSN and Fleming for the Wisconsin game for sure. Uh, take that week to get ready for the Big Ten opener. Um, yeah, even though Wisconsin looked terrible against um, Washington State, you can't take them lightly. They'll, they'll come in here and do the same thing Notre Dame did. Notre Dame kept it close. Um, and Wisconsin has one thing that Notre Dame does not have, and that's a really good running back. Braylon Allen is a really good running back. So there's a lot of people saying he was better than Travion Henderson coming into the year. I was like, come on, let's, 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 let's calm down on that. But he's really, really good. What is it with Wisconsin and running backs? My God, ever. <laughs> They just keep recycling great running backs. Jonathan Taylor leaves. Braylon Allen comes in. I mean, it's just over and 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 over again. Started with really Ron Dane. And since then, there's been one after another. It's insane. Um, <laughs> LaVie Smith on Facebook. That's right, sir. He says, the best thing about being 2-0. Yeah, that's right. The chance to go 3-0. That's right. Mike Got Sports on YouTube. I think Kojo is a beast. I like what I see out of Kojo Antwi. Um, you know, he'll, he'll get some he'll get some playing time. So will Keon Grays. We'll see about those other guys. Um, Caleb Burton is very, very slender. He's a lot smaller than what I thought he was. Um, I don't know if Caleb Burton's going to play much, but I agree. Kojo Antwi. Um, I like Caleb Brown. He had a minor, um, I believe, a minor surgery 
over the summer, which might have held him back. I'm sure held him back a little bit once he enrolled. Um, Jacob from Facebook with a, a comment um, saying the entire offense looks uncomfortable at times. I understand that they want to be balanced, but they need to establish an identity. Well, to be fair, I think that's the identity they're trying to establish. They're not trying to establish an identity as a running team or a passing team. They're trying to establish an identity of a team with balance. They can run when they need to and pass when they need to. That's what they're trying to do, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I know sometimes it can be frustrating. It's frustrating for me, too. Trust me. I, I just – but I think that is – that's the plan with Ryan Day now. He, he, you know, and to be fair, they were very balanced in 2019. We have to remember, even though they had Justin Fields and really good wide receivers, they threw the ball very well in 2019. Um, what else did they do that year? Had the only 2,000 yard runner in Ohio State history in J.K. Dobbins. So they've done it, you know, Ryan Day's first year, and even even 2020, Trey Sermon would have went way over a thousand yards if they played a full season that year instead of just playing eight games. Um, Last year, Travion Henderson, 1,200 rushing yards, you know, even though they're a pass-first team. So they, he, he does a good job running the ball, but I think they want to be more balanced this year. Particularly, they want to be able to run the ball when the other team knows they're going to run it. So, yeah, what a crazy weekend. We have Lisa on, on YouTube saying it was an interesting weekend. Yeah, that's, that is putting it mildly, my friend. It was a, an insane weekend in college football, right down to, you know, Marshall beating Notre Dame, all the other uh, – Big time upsets. I mean, what four of the top nineteen teams got upset? Um, Texas almost got Alabama. I mean, Texas should have won that game. But if one thing, I think if you're hoping, you know, you know, obviously you're hoping if you're an Ohio State fan, they get to the playoff, and if they get a chance to play Alabama, um, maybe Alabama won't make it now. But this is not a juggernaut Alabama team. Pete Thamel had a story on ESPN yesterday quoting anonymous. Um, NFL scout saying they've never seen an Alabama team with this uh, much of a lack of speed in the defensive backfield and at wide receiver lack of speed for Alabama on the perimeter. When did we think we'd ever hear that on both sides of the ball? Now is Alabama still really good. Yes. I still think they're going to make the playoff. Yes. I hope I'm wrong, but this is not a juggernaut Alabama team. And if Ohio state gets their shot, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and Scott Frost, as Lisa mentioned, Scott Frost getting canned last night. I mean, they could have waited a couple weeks. This is how much they needed to fire Scott Frost. They could have waited a couple weeks to save $7.5 million. His buyout right now is $15 million. They're going to have to give him $15 million, And his buyout would have dropped to $7.5 million in like two weeks. So that's how bad things are in Lincoln. They couldn't even wait two weeks to save that $7.5 million. They're just like, forget this. This is going from bad to worse. We thought we were at the bottom of the ocean, and we keep keep digging, get to rock bottom, and you find out you're not you're you're not really at rock bottom yet. Then you know you, you not only lose another one score game, you do it to a one double A opponent. No, they're not one double A. They're not. They're, you just kind of Georgia Southern. They're not one double A. My bad. I mean, basically awful and i i'm like probably a lot of you and i know every nebraska fan i actually thought that was a good hire when they made it i'll admit i thought that was a good hire coming off that undefeated national championship season at uh ucf former nebraska guy i'm thinking okay not that they were gonna be back to what they were in the 90s i didn't think they were gonna win three national championships in a decade but i thought he'd have them like at least what pj flex doing at minnesota right i mean i'm tired of the excuses like oh well you know Tough place to recruit. Well, like, I mean, they should be at least as good as Iowa. 
Uh, not Iowa this year, who looks dreadful, but Iowa last year. Iowa overall during Ference. I mean, last time I checked, Iowa's not a hotbed for uh, recruiting talent either. Just no excuse. Scott Frost was an absolute bust. I didn't see it coming, though. Did not see it coming. Um, yeah, we have some – yeah. Yeah, as Sue says, Bama got exposed. Yeah, I mean, lack of speed. I agree, Sue. And then they didn't look physical. Um, other than Bryce Young, I mean, they had, they had one run long, a long run from the, one of their running backs. Other than that, Bryce Young was really their best runner. I don't know, man. All right, let's take a couple more and we'll get uh, let's see if we have any more questions here. Then we will uh, get things wrapped up here shortly. Uh, oh, I like this. Uh, another comment from Lisa. I was happy and excited to see that Jace, uh, Justin Fields won the game yesterday. How about that? How about that? The Bears, heavy underdogs at home to the 49ers. 49ers have been kind of a trendy favorite to, you know, make the Super Bowl. And uh, how about Justin Fields? Man, now, you know, we're all biased. So we we probably all said this at the time, right? When the 49ers took Trey Lance with Justin Fields sitting there, we're like, you're going to regret that, you know. Easy for us to say. We're biased, right? Uh, you guys noticed the 49ers uh, – Make sure they kept Jimmy Garoppolo around. You think they would have done that if they knew for sure that Trey Lance was a stud? He's a second-year quarterback who's drafted third overall. They should have taken Justin Fields. That was just incredibly stupid. Now, maybe Trey Lance will be fine. I don't know. Justin Fields has no weapons, no offensive line, and still won that game. Had two touchdowns. Has stepped up when he needed to. Wait till he gets an actual offensive line and weapons around him. Um, so... Charles on Facebook, who would have thought the only good news out of the Big Ten West would be Illinois? Well, Minnesota, though. I mean, I know they didn't play anybody this week, but um, Minnesota, to me, looks like the best team out there. <laughs> I don't know if Neil's joking, but I, I'm still laughing at it. Frost will get a job with Alabama as an analyst. I'm, I'm assuming you mean as an analyst. Right, where coaches go to rehabilitate. Yes, it's coaching rehab there. I don't even think he'll be a position. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll be a position coach. He'll at least be an analyst. Although, is Saban really going to want him? I don't know. He was at, what, UCF two years? So he inherited that roster. He, they had a great year, but how much, now that we know what we know about Scott Frost, how much of that UCF year was had anything to do with him? It's kind of like the Bengals got to the Super Bowl last year. That had zero to do with their head coach, Zach Taylor. Anybody think the Bengals got to the Super Bowl because of Zach Taylor? No. They got to the Super Bowl because of Joe Burrow and their defense. So... Now that we know what we know about uh, good old um, Scott Frost, I don't know how much of that UCF undefeated season was him. And then he's popping off, you know, saying they should be national champions. It's like, calm down. Calm down. Okay, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah, a lot of Notre Dame. Okay, we have some people asking if no if We'll wrap it up with this. We've, we've had a lot of people – saying could urban go to nebraska i don't think so i don't think so i don't a i don't think they're gonna go after him maybe i'm wrong they should i don't think he would take that job and he's gonna take a couple years off and you know from coaching i do think he's gonna coach again i don't think he wants to go out like that everybody said oh he's such a joke in the nfl you know like because you know spurrier was great in the nfl wasn't he saban now saban wasn't a train wreck in the nfl like urban was but 
the list of college coaches who are bad NFL coaches is long. Still, Urban has a huge ego, and he's the second best college football coach of his generation, behind only the best college football coach of all time in Nick Saban. Um, he's not going to want to go out like that. That's why I believe Urban, if his health is good, is going to coach again. But I think he's going to take two years off at least, do his thing at Fox. He's great at that TV analyst role, uh, studio analyst. He's fantastic at it. Um, make that easy money doing that, you know. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some signs uh, at certain events that uh, the Fox producers are going to be very careful don't make it on TV at certain locations. But, uh, hey, at Texas, he was well-received. Obviously, when it comes to Columbus, they'll be well received. But you know, there's going to be some signs that are people are going to try and sneak in there to take shots at Urban. But uh, I do think he'll coach again, but not at Nebraska, and certainly not right now. It's going to take a job better than that. Um, he's got more money than he knows what to do with. I don't know what's going to happen with. I know he's, you know, he thinks the Jaguars and he's letting his lawyers figure that out. The Jaguars did not fire him with cause. They're saying the Jags said they did. We'll see what happens. I bet a settlement happens there. He'll probably get even more money. Well, he, I don't think he's going to get every money, every dime that he was going to get, but I think he'll, there'll be a settlement. So he doesn't need money. Obviously he's set for life. Um, and then some, but I think he wants to coach again. Just not yet. Buckeyes and Toledo this week. Uh, again, Toledo's a good team, um, you know, for a Mac team. They, they might be a very good team for a Mac team because as I said, Phil Steele has them winning the Mac. Um, they got a good quarterback, a lot of starters back from last year. Good head coach, uh, Good head coach and Candle. I like him. This might be his last year there because I think somebody might poach him. Uh, he's been there like for seven years now, Jason Candle. Good head coach there at Toledo. There's been a lot of good head coaches over the years at Toledo, like Nick Saban, um, who was only there one year, but still, it was a really good year. Um, that was his first gig as a head coach. Then he went to the Browns as uh, defensive coordinator under Bill Belichick. Okay, this completely just went off on a tangent there. But there you go, Toledo. It should be – at least it's not like if they're going to play a MAC team, I'm glad it's like a good MAC team that they're not playing like whoever the worst team in the MAC is. Because um, I feel like Ohio State, they need some games where they can get the young guys in there and win handedly. But you don't want like a, whatever Michigan's doing, you know, playing these guys that you look like a high school team out there. So Toledo, hopefully Ohio State can cover the spread for once. It's 31. Ohio State's 0 2 against the spread. Not necessary for betting purposes. You would just like to see them like, you know, Win more, more like they're supposed to. Although, re-watching the Arkansas State game, I was encouraged. I really was. I thought Ohio State played well, and you got to give Arkansas State some credit for what they did. So, um, thank you very much for joining me here on the show. I appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 
It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.